for Sealing God's People with your host, Dennis Beard. Why come to perfection? Why is it necessary? I mean, after all, if a person's saved and their newborn babies desiring the sincere muck of the word to grow thereby, and that once saved, always saved. You don't have to grow up in Him and all things. And that's what's being taught mostly in mainstream Christianity. But the truth is that we have to come to the measure of the statue of the fullness of Christ into a perfect man. Jesus is coming back for a church without spot, without blemish, that's made herself ready. A perfect mirror image of himself. The Greek there is when Jesus will present to himself a glorious church is presenting to himself a perfect image of himself to himself. He's coming back for a church that's come in the perfect image of Jesus Christ. And that requires going up into him, growing up into him in all truth, not partial truth. In Pentecost, we see through a glass darkly. But now we're in tabernacles. Then we are seeing uh, all truth. We see that in 2 Corinthians 3. That the Lord shone forth his glory in the face of Jesus Christ. So God's glory, no one has seen God in any time. Uh, the only begotten Son, which is in the bosom of the Father, he hath declared him. But God has shown forth his glory in the face of Jesus Christ. But the next verse is very telling in what we must do in obedience unto righteousness, unto holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. It is very profound, essential, that we reach that mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. He said, but we have this treasure. God shown forth his glory in the face of Jesus Christ, but not for him, but for us to bring many sons into glory. And that glory is the full glory of Jesus, our vile bodies being fashioned like unto his glorious body, whereby he's able to subdue all things unto himself. It requires not in the sweet by and by that we know the truth, the whole truth, all the truth, but now before the Lord comes. And that's the reason why in Acts 3, 20 and 21, that it states that the heavens must receive Jesus. He must stay there until the times of the restitution or restoration of all things, all truth. So that's why it's imperative that we are led and guided into all truth through obedience to the Holy Ghost, Christ in us. And we are to grow up into him in all things, all truth. Things are the things of faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. Notice it's now faith. It means a proceeding word of God in present truth. Now faith is the substance of things so far, the evidence of things not seen. So why is it so important? I mean, after we're saved, aren't we saved forever? Well, it's predicated upon us growing up into him, walking in the light as he's in the light. Then the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin and... We have fellowship one with another, blood flow. Well, that fellowship one with another and the truth, the present truth flowing word of God is the blood flow within the body of Christ speaking the same things in the unity of the faith. And that's when, through that blood flow, that the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin. So the path of the just is as a shining light 
that shineth more and more into the perfect day. He expects us to grow up into him in all things and not be tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine, but be established in the doctrine of Christ. Not only a beginning revelation of him that he's God, that he is the father of glory. That's the height of Christ. He is the father. The depth of Christ, he became a man. The length and width of Christ is Christ in us, the body of Christ. That we are the body of the Christ. We are the temple of the Holy Ghost. We're not our own. We're bought with a price. Therefore, we're to honor God in our bodies. We're a living epistle. We have not the tables of stone where God wrote his word upon the tables of stone, but is manifestly declared that God has wrote there upon our heart in the spirit, all things. It's already given to us all things, all truth. But now we have to crucify the flesh with the affections and the lust to receive the truth that he's already given us. The Holy Ghost is the spirit of truth. And he is the one leading us and guiding us, not in partial truth. He will lead us and guide us into all truth. And there's the reason why in Hebrews that Paul tells us that they without us should not be made perfect. God having provided some better thing for us. Better thing, yes, the thing of faith. We that are in the Lord Jesus Christ are to set our affections on the things, that's faith, above, not on things beneath the things of the world. Any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. We understand that. The lust of the eyes, the pride of life, the lust of the flesh, and uh, uh, whosoever doeth the will of God will abide forever. But if we love the world, the love of the Father is not in us. But we're told that we'll understand it in the sweet by and by. Songs are written that way. But it's just not the truth. Those that do not do the will of God growing up into Jesus in all things, for the Lord will not come back for that church and will not allow any member in the body of Christ to enter the kingdom of heaven that has not done the will of God. And that is only achieved through obedience unto righteousness. And we see that in Romans 6. Whosoever we yield our members of servants to obey him are the servants to whom we obey, whether of obedience unto righteousness or of sin unto death. Without holiness, no man shall see the Lord. Holiness is obtained through obedience unto righteousness, which yields the peaceable fruits of holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord. So don't let anybody tell you that we, the body of Christ, are not to enter into all truth before the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, the second advent, when he comes back the second time without sin and salvation or the salvation of us, the saints of God. That is the reason why the church must be presented to Jesus in full glory, without spot, without blemish, a full-grown church, a woman that is in that perfect image of Jesus. We have a little sister. She's not full-grown. What's going to be done for her when she's asked for when she's called for, what's going to happen to her? Well, there has to be a work. If she be a door 
we will enclose her with cedar. That's a cedar work. And we find that in Zephaniah 2. A cedar work is not Pentecost, but the season of tabernacles unto perfection. If she be a wall, there she has reached that point, but not unto perfection. If she be a wall, we will build upon her a palace of silver. So the fathers that's come full grown, grown up into Jesus and all things and all truth, they are the fathers in the last days. Though you have many instructors and many teachers in Christ, yet we have not many fathers. And in Malachi 4, it tells us that, remember my servant Moses, behold, I send you Elijah. That is for the restitution or restoration of all things. Notice in Matthew 17, that whenever they come down off the Mount of Transfiguration, the disciples ask Jesus, why do the disciples of John say that Elijah must first come? They didn't understand that. Well, Jesus stated, Elijah truly must first come and restore all things, all truth, not partial truth, not Pentecostal truth, seen through a glass darkly, but full glory of Jesus in the fullness in all truth, knowing all things of faith. And that's where we're earnestly contending for the faith that was once delivered to the saints. Well, that is why, if you read uh, there in Hebrews 11 and uh, with verse 38, talking about the ones that were stoned, living in caves, uh, whom the world was not worthy, living about in sheepskins, goatskins, certainly not in a prosperity gospel where you have to have money suits and Rolex watches. And it says, all these that died in faith, having never received the promise, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, all the ones written in the hall of faith, in Hebrews 11, it consummates and ends with this verse in 11, uh, verse 39 and 40. Hebrews 11, verse 39, and these all, having obtained a good report through faith, received not the promise. Well, the heavens must receive Jesus at the times of the restitution, restoration of all things, the restoration of all truth. Verse 40, there's your key. God having provided some better thing for us that they without us should not be made perfect. Somebody says, well, I don't understand that. Well, Jesus stated that those that are in Matthew 5, 6, and 7, and in Matthew 5, he said, be you therefore perfect, even as your Father in heaven is perfect. He expects that. We have to do the will of God in all things under perfection. Full, holy, holiness, without which no man will see the Lord. So these exceedingly great and precious promises are given to us. Whereby when we escape the corruption of the world through lust, that we might be made partakers of his divine nature. It's through these promises. Search the scriptures, for in them we think we have eternal life. And these are they that testify of me, Jesus said. And all of them, in the volume of the book it's written to me, I come to do thy will, O God, for a body that has prepared me. 
that body is Jesus Christ that's come in the flesh into the measure of the stature of the fullness of Jesus Christ into a perfect man. And that's in the knowledge of the Son of God is a perfect image of him in the body of Christ. For therefore whom he did foreknow, them he did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he'd be the firstborn among many brethren. Those that he predestined, them he called. Them he called, he justified. Them that he justified, them he also glorified to be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. So it's not partial truth. It's not just Pentecostal truth and having the Holy Ghost and being born again that you're saved. You have to follow on to know the Lord in all things, growing up in him, in all truth. And we find that there that Jesus stated there in Matthew 7, not all that say unto me, Lord, Lord, will be able to enter into the kingdom of heaven because they did not do the will of God. They were certainly born again. They knew that he is the Lord Jehovah God Almighty, the Father of glory. They called him Lord, Lord, and no man can call Jesus Lord except by the Holy Ghost. But Jesus stated, I never knew you. They professed unto Jesus, Lord, we've done many wonderful works in your name. We've cast out devils in your name. We've prophesied in your name. And Jesus said there would be many in my name, but they will not. For some reason, tribulation and persecution arises for the word's sake. By and by they are offended and bring forth no fruits unto perfection. Perfection, full grown to the image of Jesus Christ. That's exactly what Jesus stated uh, uh, there, that those that do not do the will of God coming, being fully holy as God is holy, will not be able to enter the kingdom of heaven, which requires obedience unto righteousness unto holiness, Romans 6. So we see that we're not seeing through a glass darkly now. The Holy Ghost, we're finally in that last season of God, in that tabernacle season, not Pentecost. We're not Pentecostals anymore. We're tabernacleists. We're in a higher glory, a higher realm, a higher season, in all truth. And that's what Paul stated in 2 Corinthians 3. God has shown forth his glory in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels. Notice that treasure. In Christ are hid all treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Colossians 2. Well, but we have this treasure. What's that? All knowledge, all truth. In Christ Jesus. <laughs> Through the Holy Ghost, Christ in us. We have this treasure in earthen vessels. That the excellency of the power might be of God and not of ourselves. What is that? The Lord is that spirit. Jesus, who is the Lord, is the spirit of God. Christ is that spirit. He's always been God and always will be God. He is the Father. He is the Word. He is the Holy Ghost. He's El Shaddai. He is Elohim. He's Jehovah, Lord God Almighty. There's different offices of the spirit, but it's one of the self-same spirit. The Lord is that spirit. That's the bottom line revelation. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. There's the perfect law of liberty. We all are to look into and come unto perfection into the same image. How do we know that? Because Paul goes on and says, We all with open face, beholding as in a glass, the glory of the Lord, not seen through a glass darkly, but seen through a glass, the glory of the Lord, are changed into the same image, the very image of Jesus. 
from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. He expects us to be full grown, coming back to our church without spot or blemish. We're in the season of tabernacles. We're tabernacleists, not Pentecostals. It, it behooves us to search out of the book and read. Not one of these things will fail to the law and to the testimony. If any man speak not according to this word, it is because there is no light in them. To the law, that's the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. To the testimony, what's the testimony? The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy to understand the words of the book of this prophecy, which is the revelation of Jesus Christ. Tune into the podcast. We're going into all truth. Somebody said, well, how will that work? I mean, just reading the scriptures? Well, it's when the body is fitly framed together and compacted through the measure of every part that God, through this joint, the joint, bone to bone, coming together in the full body of Christ, of whichever joint supplies to the edifying of itself in love and to the measure of the stature of Jesus Christ unto a perfect man, the body of Christ coming unto the full image of Jesus Christ. That's perfection. And that the Holy Ghost is leading us and guiding us into all truth. And that perfection is required. Be ye therefore perfect, even as your Father in heaven is perfect. He's holy, we must be holy. Without holiness, no man shall see the Lord. We have to be full grown. And the only way we do that is through these exceedingly great and precious promises given to us, whereby we escape the corruption of the world through lust, that we might be made partakers of his divine nature. Now, we can kick the can down the road and say, well, uh, we're born again, we're babies, uh, certainly we'll make it in. The children, the children know that he is the father. They've known the father, right to you little children, because you've known the father. And we can say, that's okay, we've got it made. The truth is, we don't. We must go to the measure of the statue of Jesus Christ unto all truth. And the heavens... Uh, We'll retain Jesus until we reach that point. He's not coming again until we do. Acts, Acts 3.20 and Acts 3.21. We know that we must enter in, in all truth, not partial truth. And we have an unction from the Holy One. We know all things. We know all truth. No lie is of the truth. Growing up in heaven, all things is an epigonosco. That is not just knowing Jesus after the Spirit. But knowing him in the fullness of the measure and the statue, being conformed to the same image of Jesus Christ, presented to him at his coming, blameless, both spirit, soul, and body. The Lord help us, Paul said, for that might be some gift given unto you that will help perfect the body of Christ. Perfection is required. Don't let anyone tell you that it's not. We have to come to the measure of the statue of the fullness of Christ and to a perfect man in all truth, not in the sweet by and by. That's a lie. Now, and it's given to us and the Holy Ghost to achieve that in the Lord Jesus. And the body will not, the body of Christ will not come together in the unity of the faith into the measure of the statue of the fullness of Jesus Christ until each member grows up into him and does the will of God and then being fitly framed together, compacted together through the measure of every part, part 
and whichever joint supplies for the edifying of itself in love. That's through the supply of the Spirit, the Lord himself, working in us and for his good glory. And he will do it. He'll perform it. The mystery of God's will from the foundation of the world is very simply. In Ephesians 1, to gather all things together in one, in Christ Jesus. Let us go on unto perfection. We're not laying again. We're leaving the first principles of the oracles of Christ. Don't forget them, but leave them. Don't preach that all there is to the gospel of Jesus Christ. It says there in Hebrews 6, verse 1, Therefore, leaving the first principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on unto perfection. Not laying again that foundation of faith toward God, repentance from dead works, doctrine of laying over the hands of baptisms, resurrection, eternal judgment. This will we do if God permit. We must go on into perfection. Tune into the podcast. We're talking about how and what that present truth is. The sealing of that, the apocalyptic sealing in Revelation 7, and why we must know that work that work that was not revealed in Pentecost, in that cherubim shadowing the mercy seat, Paul said, of which we cannot now speak particularly. That was in Pentecost. Now he's showing us the truth. Tune in to it. Notice the, the uh, contact information on your, str- on your screen. We'd love to hear from you. Don't let anybody tell you that we can enter in in some partial truth that we have knowledge in part, and that we can make it. No. But when charity is come, the bond of perfectness, the bond or guarantee to get to perfection, and that's the reason why charity will cover a multitude of sins. Charity requires us to grow up into Jesus in all truth and all things, in all faith. Contending for that faith that was once delivered to the saints, We add to our faith, virtue, virtue, knowledge, knowledge, temperance, temperance, patience, patience, godliness, godliness, brotherly kindness, brotherly kindness, charity. Charity rejoices in the truth, bond about itself, not easy, puffed up, seeketh not its own. There, Paul said, that's full-grown man. When I was a child, I spake as a child, understood as a child, but when I became a man, I put away childish things, the childish things of faith. We grow up into him in all things. Well, until the next time, this is Brother Dennis Spirit saying, Behold, the real Jesus.